on today's episode of the Bolts broadcast. Could this new assistant coach be the spark to solidify the dynasty? Be tuned. Season 3, Episode 79 of the Bolts Broadcast. Mike Mitchelson and Chase Crawshaw with you today. Chase, how are you feeling on this lovely Wednesday afternoon? I'm feeling very hungry, so I oh I started dieting again this week because you know you know every once in a while you got to go through through this is really when I should start cutting down weight and then like a month into it you decide wait this isn't fun anymore so mm. I'm starting that process again um, maybe I'll stay too longer than a month this time but I am I am dieting so eating less and you know on day three of it I'm just starving I, all I've been able to think about is food the last like like 24 hours just don't eat me. Uh, no, no, no promises. Can we, can we agree on that? Yeah, no, no, no promises. And like, you know, I, I don't. People say just load up on fruit, vegetables, all that stuff. I, I've been trying. I've, I've been just shoveling apples and watermelon and broccoli, all that down my throat, and it's just, it just doesn't fill you up. It doesn't stay there. Well, you chose like the three worst possible options. But they're, they don't taste so great. Watermelon trash. Yeah, you're, you're not an apple guy either for whatever reason. Apples are like. The potato of fruits. Like, it is, apples are starchy, not a lot of flavor, dry, like, just bad. Like, you're on crack for that take. Uh, no. Like, you're you're going to be alone on that. You, you know what's a better apple? Right? A pine apple. You know why? Because Spongebob lives in it. Okay. And because that. it tastes phenomenal. A pineapple is great. It wasn't cut up yet. No, it wasn't cut yet. Uh, blueberries, strawberries, uh, hit me with a kiwi, uh, a weird one there, but... Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I really don't know if I've ever just eaten a kiwi by itself. Really? Yeah, like, in like, in like a mix of fruit, sure, but just by itself, I can't, I can't say I ever have. Hmm. A banana, bananas are great. Overrated. Uh, they are dry, I, I will say that, but at least they have flavor, unlike apples. They have less flavor than apples, dude. It's not That's not the biggest cap I've ever heard in my life. Your family's buying terrible apples, that means... Yeah, because we're not gonna pay like fourteen dollars an apple for the for the pink apple. ladies or whatever they are. We pay fourteen dollars an apple. You can just pay more than thirty cents an apple, though. You can, you can buy more than we, just baking apples. We get Macintosh. Yeah, get some Granny Smith, baby. The green ones. Yeah, they're great. The green ones are the only ones that the are, green ones are great, acceptable. Though. Green one, green apples, sour apples are just just fantastic. Yeah, the only acceptable ones. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Red, oh, yellow. Oh, don't get me started on yellow. I don't really. Yeah. Gross. That's fair. But, anyways, anyways, um, you're, we've learned that Mike is, is silly. Yeah. I mean, I've known this my whole life, but your whole life, even before you, I knew you. Oh, okay. I, I just have this feeling that this Mike guy is really gotcha. silly. Um, but watermelon is fantastic. I know it's it's it's, it's definitely a lighter fruit. Like the the whole ass watermelon itself is heavy, but like after you eat it, stuff, it's pretty light because it is just so much water weight. But it tastes so great. So, it's like tomatoes. It's, <laughs> it's just straight water. <laughs> tomatoes are icky though. Both are. You're so you're so dumb. You're so dumb. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about what's happened on the show. Well, maybe first we should say that uh, now it being in a slow season for hockey, we're still going to be releasing episodes every week. Um, we're not sure. We're not sure though if we're going to be doing two episodes a week or one strictly for this slow season. Uh, if Chase and I are, are really up for it, or if there's some big news happening in the NHL, we'll most definitely get you guys an episode on Mondays. But as of right now, it's been a, a little bit slower after the big surge of free agency. So we're, uh, you know, taking it a little bit slower now. Yeah, for, for sure. And 
once August comes, you know, there's a better chance. Um, if you don't remember, we'll be talking about some some more about this later in the show. But the uh, World Juniors that got canceled are being played here in August, um, beginning August 9th. So when that comes around, we'll have a lot more stuff to talk about. You know, I'll have a ton of free time, so I'll be watching those games for sure. So we'll, we'll be able to get more in depth of that. You know, it'll be more likely we can do multiple episodes a week at that point. Um, as it stands right now, the way our schedules are working out, the way that the content is coming out, it's definitely easier to just to, to do this once a week. We'll hopefully provide you some, some, as much content as we can per episode right now. Um, you know, minus some speculations, minus some, some trade stuff. It's been relatively quiet. There hasn't been anything too crazy, not, not too big of, of moves or anything um, quite yet, but there could be some on, on the horizon. So we'll, we'll definitely, you know, we'll, we'll keep you guys as updated as possible. Um, hopefully hopefully there's enough stuff where we, we're in the next workout where we can keep pumping this out. But right now this is just it's a slow time for hockey, busier time for, I know at least for me, I know you're still working every day. So mm-hmm. um, just hope, hopefully we can just, have as much time as possible where we have to record as much as possible because at the end of the day, that's what I want. Exactly. So, front half on this episode is going to have to do with the Tampa Bay Lightning and a former player of theirs that helped them have so much success over these last three years, as well as a new assistant coach hiring on the other side of the commercial break. On the back half, we're going to be talking about a star player likely to be traded, as well as the top free agent still out there. Where could he possibly go? Talk about Johnny Gaudreau. Why the hell did he choose Columbus? We'll get a little bit more insight on that and more. So let's start with Andre Palat. This is a guy that has been a great, great piece for the Tampa Bay Lightning team. We knew that he was heading to free agency. Didn't know the team as of our last recording. We do now know that he is staying in the East. Yes, he is or has selected the New Jersey Devils, five-year contract, $30 million in total, $6 million average. Honestly, I thought he could have gotten paid a little more. It's kind of, I thought he was going to be more in like the six-and-a-half range just based on how he performed in these last few playoffs. But nonetheless, still a, you know, a, a great dollar amount. Um, it's life-changing money, of course, and it's more than he would have probably gotten here in Tampa with, especially with the extensions you know, that, that we saw. So can't really fault him. Uh, you know, we, we thank Andre Plot for everything that he did in helping Tampa win those two cups, make three straight. Uh, go to as many conference finals as they did with him um, on the team as well. So it, it's going to be it's going to be tough seeing him play somewhere else because he's been such a big part of this lineup. But I think we'll be all right. I don't think this is going to be like a move that topples the tower or anything like that. I, right. I, I, I think Tampa still we're we're still in a hell of a spot. I mean, great talented roster. Bringing in Vladislav Mestikov is a really nice third line type guy, which will. Hopefully, let one of the younger guys really get an opportunity to step up into a top six role. Um, so, good, good luck on plot. You're going to have some fun playing with Jack Hughes. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, we can find this replacement pretty quickly into the year. And New Jersey, they were one of the teams highlighted for the Johnny Gaudreau sweepstakes. Didn't win it. Yeah. So, they go out and get Andre Palat instead. Um, so, a nice signing for them. Also, do you know the, the tax rate in New Jersey? Because, obviously... Florida, no income tax. Yeah, I, I can't imagine it's great. Just just being like a state that kind of like rides. I don't I don't know how else to word this. Right off the coattails of New York, not really that that right wordage, but you know a a, a state that's like right by New York that a lot of people travel to and from for work and stuff. Um, so I I you know I wouldn't be surprised if it were a little bit higher. Uh, it looks like I can't really. Anywhere from nine percent to eleven percent. 
for making more than five million. That's nine to eleven percent more than Tampa. Exactly. So yeah, I'm just thinking, tough. like, take the take less money, take, and you're not even really taking less yeah. money, and you're going to uh, stay with a contender. Yeah, but. take take less contract value. Yeah, and. And who knows, um, especially with, with New Jersey, um, you know, they look like a team that's on the up and up, but maybe they don't get to re-sign Jesper Brat. Maybe maybe they have to find a, find a move for him and they don't end up, you know, working out a a great, um, like, like a deal or anything. Um, I, I don't know. It wouldn't, wouldn't be impossible, but I would also, you know, suspect that they are a team that is going to continue being the up and up and get Brat figured out. So it lets him go to a change of scenery where, He's getting more dollar amount. You know, maybe maybe the difference was like a million dollar year difference, and that's that's obviously enough to change things. Yeah. But um, he's still going to a team that is probably on the up and up, and they could be a team that is still con- has a chance to contend in, in his career. So hopefully that's the case for him and for that team. And if Palat wants to be more of a leader, he can definitely do that in New Jersey. They got a yeah. much younger locker room. Uh, he's got a lot of experience being in three Stanley Cup finals in a row, uh, winning two of them. So. This is a guy who can definitely bring the leadership aspect to the New Jersey locker room. All right, Chase, let's now talk about a new assistant coach. Could Jeff Blashill be the guy, the spark, to solidify this dynasty? Oh, absolutely, 100%. I mean, Jeff Blashill's making all the difference in the world. Reality is, I mean, he's a a well-experienced coach, um, has been all across the the hockey sphere. He was a head coach with with the Detroit Red Wings for like seven seasons. Um, before that, he coached college, he coached juniors, he coached uh, internationally. He's, he's He's been all over the map, and he's a very well-respected individual in the hockey world. And reality is, he wasn't working with a very talented Detroit Red Wings team his whole time there. The team's finally, you know, trending upwards, and it's time to make that change. At the end of the day, they still underperformed um, a lot of seasons with him at the helm. I think he's going to be better off in this assistant coach type of role with Tampa. Um, it lets him have a little bit less responsibility. He does seem like someone who knows what he's talking about, though, so maybe he can have, you know, the right impact, the right influence on this team and can kind of help, you know, replicate what Lawan um, is leaving with, I guess, because, you know, the way things are done here in Tampa, it's kind of like a, a committee thing where there isn't always just, you know, Jeff Blatchell isn't just running the power player, just running the penalty kill. It, it's... It's kind of all all hands on deck. You're help, everyone's helping out with everything, offering up their their um, constructive criticism and their recommendations. So, with his insight, he should be able to you know help push help try to push the team in the right direction. It's not something that's making them a dynasty, though. Let's be real. Yeah, he he had some success at uh, like with the Grand Rapids Griffins. Had some success, and I think it comes when he has those more talented teams because we know the Grand Rapids Griffins. They didn't necessarily rely on their super young guys. They always had guys that were, you know, borderline NHLers that would fill their roster. And he found a lot of success with those players. Very talented for that AHL level. I think he could bring a different type of perspective here in Tampa. Um, maybe uh, confuse Colorado a little bit. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know uh, if it's a, a rematch that we see next year. But I honestly think that we should also get one of Detroit's, like, third-round picks or something. Because we're just going to swap coaches. Yeah, if, if, if we're going to the assistant coach, we're going to the head coach, we should yeah. get a draft pick We should well. get some compensation. Yeah, I, I, I like that point. I like that. All right, Chase, let's go to a quick commercial break. But on the other side of the commercial break, we're going to be talking about some star players across the league and, of course, World Juniors. The action never ends at the DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. 
With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, the DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN, only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. Thanks so much for sponsoring the show. As always, if you have any sports betting needs, make sure to head over to the DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, Chase, let's talk about Matthew Kachuk as today. Uh, well, really, I, I think I first heard about it either yesterday or two days ago. Someone on a St. Louis radio station announced that Matthew Kachuk likely to be traded. Um, then today, the official report comes out that Matthew Kachuk no longer interested in, or I should say not interested in, signing a long-term contract with Calgary. And so it looks likely that he will be traded, and Calgary will be going in a different direction. From Matthew Kachuk and Johnny Gaudreau to neither. Yeah, it's going to be a tough transition, that's for sure. You're losing your, your two superstar players at the end of the day, the two top 20 players in the league. For nothing, I really right so far. Johnny Gaudreau walks for nothing. I'm sure, you can get something in return for Kachuk, but at the end of the day, it's probably not going to be anything near fair value. So that's a tough blow to take. Um, it really sucks for a team that I've always talked about, just been in this hockey purgatory. They just they're never good enough to actually compete, but they're never bad enough to go up and get a top pick. Mm-hmm. And as of right now, they're going to be in that same spot. They're just they're going to be good enough where they're going to get some good goaltending. They're going to have enough pieces where they're. Gonna fight for a wild card spot, but reality is, if, if the team stays this way, they're gonna miss that that wild card spot, and they're just not gonna have a, a high draft pick. So, if you move on from a chalk and you only get young pieces or draft picks or whatever back, that confirms that you have to just dive in headfirst in this rebuild. Right now, there's really only two teams that are so headfirst, like locked and loaded. They're guaranteed to be so bad, and that's Montreal and Chicago. Some other teams don't look great. But right now, those two guys are locked and loaded. Um, if Calgary can join the sweepstakes and end up with, with Connor Bedard, I mean, I'd much rather see him there than those two places. And that's probably really the route that they should take. I, I would, you know, I, I really don't know what to expect for a, a Matt Kachuk return, but it's going to happen here um, really within the next couple weeks because the club did elect for team arbitration, which means the players, um, you know, they, they can elect for arbitration because you're not coming to a, a, you know, a deal with, with the team. And an independent party ends up pretty much deciding your salary. And the team can do it as well. Um, Matthew did not file for it because he wanted to leave. The team did because they want to make sure nobody sends him a qualifying offer and he moves on that way. So that's kind of what this does. So I would expect that before that hearing date, um, he will be traded. It will probably be a sign-and-trade type of thing. So whatever team is getting him, they negotiate with him, say it's a $9 million a year contract, he'll sign that and then be traded or maybe sign it after being traded, however it works out. But it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out, see what kind of return they get. 
Yeah, the thing that stinks, too, is Calgary has no say in it. And we, we don't see a lot of this in the NHL. On the other hand, in the NFL, we see quite a bit of holdouts and trading and, and all that. Like, my favorite team is the Cincinnati Bengals. Jesse Bates didn't get his extension. He's now holding out. He's not going to sign the uh, franchise tag. So, who knows what's going to happen there. But in the NHL, we don't see a lot of players forcing their way out of situations. This one, absolutely the case, because even if Calgary... Uh, goes through to arbitration with Matthew Kachuk. It's going to be a one-year deal, over $9 million. After that, he's still up. So he's kind of, they're kind of being forced to trade him, and I think that's the best possible option you can do at this point because if somehow you get him back on a one-year because of arbitration, you're still losing him, but this time it's going to be for nothing. Yeah. So uh, it's just kind of weird. The guy compared to J.J. Watt, is yeah. having an NFL type you, of situation. You, you just love that comparison. <laughs> I love it's it. Your, it's it's so favorite, good. It's your favorite thing. How can it not be? It's, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> it's so funny. It's just it's just incredible. It'd be like comparing uh, an NFL player to like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or something. Like you don't do cross sports. Come on. That's fair. That's it makes that's, no sense. That's fair. That's why I loved it. Yeah, that's fair. All right, the top free agent still available, Nazim Kadri, still out there, still being patient. He's going to continue to be patient. And really, maybe this is the guy that Calgary goes out and gets if they think they can still be competitive. Because right now, he said he's waiting for a team that um, can clear up some kit salary, can can make sure that they can meet his needs, but they have to be a contender. He's not too worried about it. He's gonna, He knows he's going to end up somewhere. Um, he just wants it to be a team that's a legitimate top contender. He doesn't want to go somewhere just for a payday, but he does want to make money in the process as well. Maybe he feels that Calgary is that team. Uh, it, it's possible, especially if they get something, you know, Decent back in a Matthew Kachuk return. Um, it wouldn't be impossible, but he's he's going to probably sit here for a little while. Maybe another week or two. I, I can't really imagine it being too much longer more than that. Um, I, I don't really know how deep into August it goes because eventually, you know, September's going to hit. We're, we're going to be getting closer to the, the NHL training camp. So he's going to remain patient, but expect him to sign somewhere with a contender, I'd say, relatively soon. Or the biggest turnaround, the quickest turnaround we've seen in NHL history, as Columbus goes out, trades for Matthew Kachuk, and signs Nassim Kadri. I know. I, oh. I feel like they just don't. Oh. Shock. They, they, they still have to sign Patrick Laine. They don't need to. They can let him go and bring these two guys on. So they're Shock and awe. Ooh. Ah. That'd be a mistake. <laughs> oh, it would be. Yes. Why is that? Patrick because Laine they're is... Because they're just not good enough, to, even with those guys. To do you consider compete. Patrick Laine the... Yeah, I do. I consider him the goat of, of disappointing second overall, big bodied right hand sniping finish forwards. Okay, it's good thing you put the finish yeah. in there because I had one ready. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, just just an idea. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, you, you could it'd make you a better team than you are right now, but why not sign Lainey long term and maybe maybe they can fit Kadri in there just and just sign Kadri at that point. You don't need to trade for Magic Chuck. I don't want to see him in Columbus. That's it. Better than the Islanders. I'd rather see him go to St. Louis in all reality. Go, go, to, go yeah. to his hometown. Yeah. They, they play a style of hockey that works for him. I mean, Yuck. really, 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 I'd like to see him in Tampa, but um, it might be a little tough. Like, I mean, Kachuk to St. Louis makes so much sense, but at the same time, yuck, no. I don't, I don't want so, to see him there. Especially if, if they wear the old blue jerseys that are no, like the lighter no. blue and the lighter yellow, compared to the darker blue and darker yellow. Oh, right. That'd be great. All right, well, speaking of Columbus, let's talk about Johnny Gaudreau and his reasoning 
for picking Columbus over the likes of uh, the Islanders and the Devils and Tampa. Well, well, that, well that wasn't yeah. an option. But. Yeah, Tampa, Tampa was not an option, but um, it did come out that he did choose Columbus because he did want to be closer to home, but he didn't want to be too close to home. So Columbus ends up being an hour flight from New Jersey, six-hour drive. So it's, it's, in his mind, feasible for his family to come and visit him, but not so close where they're just constantly knocked on his door, constantly down his, his, breathing down his back, just like bothering him. He can still do his own thing, live his own life, live somewhere, raise his family with his wife and his um, soon-to-be-born child. And, I, I, you know, I, I can understand it, but at the same time, there's, I, I, Columbus? No, no, I get it, 100%. You know, I could have chose Oakland, been close to, close to family, or go to Western, been super far from family, so I chose Michigan State right in the middle. Yeah, you know, I, feasible drive, but not a... <laughs> I, I, no, I, I guess. I, I don't get it. Uh, I think even if he was in New Jersey, you know, right there at home, it's not like they're going to be coming in knocking on your door every day. Well, maybe they are. I don't know his well, family, he, but... So, well, that's been chick because he talked about this, and he did say that um, when he's home in New Jersey, his friends, family, everything, it's not a knock. It's everybody just walks Everybody just walks in everybody's houses, and just, just no matter what you're doing, they just, they just interrupt and barge. So he just didn't want that happening on a daily basis. Mm. So if that's really the case... Unfair, but get a gate. That's a good point. Or a moat. Yeah, here we go. A moat, <laughs> fill it full like cro- crocodiles yeah. and sharks and everything. Yeah. Have have like a, an armored knight on, on the opposite end of it. Uh, well, I don't know if they can do that. Why not? The Vegas Golden Knights. Or we got to no, at it's, least it's, make sure it's, it's like it's silver be, or black. Yeah, or something. it's gonna be like like you remember like the Black Knight from Fortnite. Fortnite. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it'll be like that. Okay, I'm cool with that. <laughs> is it gonna have like a sword or is it gonna be like a gun like Fortnite? No, it's, it's, it's going to be a sword, but it's, it's going to be like an Excalibur sword. It's going to be just absolutely, absurdly large. Good. I like that. We have a good plan here. I don't know why Johnny Gaudreau and every other NHL player comes to us and asks for, you know, our Home our defense ideas. Yeah. Home defense ideas, trade ideas, all of that. It yeah. makes too much sense. I mean, it, it's it's hard being the two smartest people in the room all the time, so maybe they'd be intimidated by coming up to us. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's the case. Could be. Could be. All right, well, let's continue to talk about the Blackhawks and their uh, departure of every single human that was ever in their building. Uh, Eddie Olchuk, he is now leaving the Blackhawks as well. Yeah, he, he's like, wow, this sucks. I don't want to be here anymore, and I don't want to be associated with this team anymore, who I've been associated with for, like I think it was 16 years or something. And he joined in Seattle. Um, yeah, so that's, that's, that's going to be interesting. I, I don't know if that's like for sure, because I only saw that one spot, and I'm just declaring that it's true because I saw it on the internet, so it has to be true. That's you, can, you can fact check it if you want, but um, he is leaving the Blackhawks broadcast, and it's a bit surprising, you know, Eddie O, he was obviously the partner for Doc Olchek on the NBC broadcast for so many years, they were a great duo, and he is a really great TV personality, so it's a tough loss for the Blackhawks for the broadcast for their organization. But if he doesn't need to go over to Seattle like I saw, then that's just such a great addition for them. Gosh, it really stinks from Eddie Olchuk and Doc Emmerich now to, like, one man in the booth, one man down on the ice on ESPN. And really, ESPN, the only one that I truly, really like is John Bucciaros. Like, Ray Ray can get excited and be, and be good, but he just, like... He kind of says nothing while saying everything at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I feel like it's a lot of that at ESPN. They really need to do a better job um, exploring hiring personalities, in my opinion. Um, there's plenty of names to be had out there. I just wish they did a better job adding the names. 
Williams. Yeah, I feel yeah. Uh, like you said, good get for Seattle. But when I'm looking at Eddie O and his perspective, yes, you get out of the chaos that is the PR situation over in Chicago. But you're not going to be calling much better hockey games. I mean, sure, Chicago has you know torn it all down, but let's not pretend that Seattle is anywhere close to competing. Well, they're better than Chicago right now. That's without well, a doubt. Well, they got Patrick Kane. I think that's that they, single-handedly for another month, and, and that single-handedly they'll have Patrick Kane for an, another month, and then he's gone, and then Shane Wright's going to make the team. Manny Beniers is going to obviously make the team. They sign Andre Burkowski. They've got Jerry McCann. You know, they've got some fine pieces in play. Uh, the back end is where it's a little, a little tough. And the goaltending situation just did not work out last year at all, and it looks like it's going to be the same tandem. So that's that's where the questions really do arise. But they've got some un- fine enough, exciting pieces to root for, where things are trending on the up and up. They're finally taking the right route, and after they realize they fucked up the, their um, their build, they are trying to kind of circle back and just rebuild the right way, rebuild through the draft. So they're, they're doing things the right way. You can tell that they're truly on the up and up. The Blackhawks did kind of the same thing, but right now they have literally nothing in place. And if they don't win the draft lottery next year and don't end up with Connor Bedard, sure, you're still going to get a talented player in like an Adam Pantilli, but there's just like nothing there right now. So it, it, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be interesting. Uh, regardless, I don't know. You probably got more money to go live in Seattle over Chicago. I don't really know which I prefer to have been to Seattle, but mm-hmm. it just feels like it. Yeah, I agree with you, Chase. Uh, I would prefer Seattle as well. Uh, just in case the listeners just didn't notice. I'm not sure how they wouldn't notice. Uh, but the first 25 minutes, we made a, I, I made a little boo-boo. Yeah. Didn't, didn't put the old plug for the old recording software into the laptop. We, we need to... Like do something where like I, I don't I don't know I don't know exactly how the sure something in Chinese where you just turn off your computer microphone so like right when we start recording you can see that that the waves aren't popping up at all mm-hmm. and then and then we can that way we can know better that we can realize oh waves isn't plugged in or even better just get a producer that does it for us well th- yeah that'd be great but um you know George the giraffe over there is kind of useless very true uh yeah so sorry about that <laughs> um twenty five minutes in. And, uh, yeah, I, we, we've got another show to do after this. So it, it just, it doesn't fit in our schedule to redo this. We do apologize. Yeah. It's, it's just, that's just a very us thing to happen right now. Well, Hey, I want to say if you're still here with us, then that means you are enjoying the content and not the quality. And now you're getting the content and the quality. Let's go. You get rewarded for your hard work sometimes. Exactly. So thanks for sticking around. If you did, uh, Chase, let's now move on to our final last topic on the show and that's world juniors oh too just too funny but at the end of the day, this is what i was most excited for anyway um the world juniors um summer tournament i guess i really know what to call it um because the the winter one got canceled as a lot of people do remember anybody that pays attention we will be seeing a summer tournament here August 9th, as I mentioned earlier in the show. Uh, right now, camps are underway for a lot of countries. I know the U.S. and Canada are both going on at the moment. Um, so it's interesting to look at these camp rosters, see some people that aren't there, that aren't there. You know, the difficulties with it being, you know, r- right now at, at this at this time of year is guys are getting ready to go into to NHL training camp. Some people expect their players to, you know, like NHL teams expect their players to make their teams. Maybe they don't want to go into camp getting injured. Maybe, um you know, maybe they do want them to go into camp because it wants to, you know, prepare them. You know, like I, I saw something about, see what I'm saying with Detroit. Um, 
Steve Eisenman said that what better way to prepare for, for training camp, trying to make the initial roster than playing in arguably the most competitive tournament in the world every mm. year. And I was like, you know, that, that's a fair point. But then there's other teams that, you know, like Montreal uh, with Philip Machar, they, they told him, um, we really don't want you to go, but we are going to let you make your decision. At the end of the day, we respect your decision. And so he, he said he's still trying to make that decision himself because he wants to go, but he also wants to keep himself healthy and prepare for a chance to possibly play, play for the Canadians because there could be some openings. So you can understand both sides. Obviously, it's interesting to look at some camps right now, um, especially these uh, these North American ones with USA and Canada. Uh, we'll dive in right in real quick and say that Canada, no Tampa prospects, uh, not really – too much of a surprise when you look at the people that are invited. It's 03s and 04s, really. Um, no 2002s, which, if I'm not mistaken, are eligible for this tournament. So I, I don't know what their really logic is here. But, you know, some, someone like Jack Thompson, who should be a locked and loaded player for this team, is not at camp. Um, is he going to be invited to the World Junior Showcase? I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. But a good look at Team USA. We do have four prospects with Team USA. On defense, we do have Roman Schmidt, our third-round pick in 2021, a um, prospect that fans have become more familiar with as he's played junior hockey last season, and he's someone who is a pretty, pretty talented prospect. And then up front, our most recent first-round pick, Isaac Howard. Um, he's someone that should be locked and low to make this roster. Dylan Duke, another forward, our fourth-round pick in 2021. And then Connor Kurth, our sixth-round pick this year, our guys that you know ha- have a chance. Kurth maybe not as strong as some other people. Dylan Duke, I think, has a slightly better one. But Isaac Howard, Roman Schmidt, I feel pretty confident both those guys making Team USA. Uh, and then just looking at the rest of the team, it's it's interesting to see because Team USA did invite 2002, so they're definitely planning on having 02s on, on their team. And, you know, you, it's it's just really in, interesting to look at because you see some older guys. You see some 2023 draft prospects. You see some guys just drafted this year between the two camps. And it's going to make for a really unique tournament because this is the first time that it's being played in this fashion. Yeah, and I'm just pumped because very sour or sour taste, excuse me, left in our mouth after the tournament was canceled this past winter. So you and I have talked about it so many times on the Bolts broadcast, and that is that World Juniors is one of the most exciting times of the year. Obviously, we always look forward to the draft, uh, the trade deadline, and of course the Tampa Bay Lightning winning Stanley Cups, but the World Juniors definitely up there. So to be able to get that in summertime, um, maybe, I, I don't know when the championship game dates are, are taking place. It's but the 20th or 21st. Okay, so maybe I'll uh, look to take those days off of work, you know, kind of just chill, and watch oh, the yeah. games. So Yeah, it's, 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 it's going gonna, it's gonna to be fun. It's going to be different, that's for sure. And, you know, it's really going to be interesting to see this roster construction because it's not going to be as talented as, as some previous years. Um, when you look at Team Canada right now, like like they don't have Shane Wright at their camp. They don't have Connor Bedard at their camp. When you look at um, at Team USA, there's no Maddie Beniers. So like there, there's some you know legitimate studs that are just not at, at these camps. And are, are they going to be allowed to play? Um, you know, I, I would assume something like Maddie Beniers is not going to be able to. Um, Shane Wright, there's a chance he's not as well. But Connor Bedard is really where things are interesting because yeah. he's a guarantee to make the roster if he is healthy to play if he is able to play maybe they want him playing at the u18s instead um because i think they go they are at least preparing at the same time so maybe maybe they'd rather go to u18s i don't know it's 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 weird it's gonna be interesting um i I sure do hope that we see him because when we did see him in two games last year put up five goals yeah that's pretty fun i want want to see what what he can do in in, in this campus or in this um term as much as possible because 
after this year, he's not playing in it ever again. So hopefully he does make it. It's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. Some really cool names just to kind of keep an eye on in terms of, um, I think we're going to see a bit younger of a World Juniors than we normally do. Okay, very cool. All right, well, let's go to a hockey name of the day to end the show. Uh, just absolutely butchered my words there, but that's okay. Yeah, that's all right. Oh, this is one I might butcher as well. Jean-Luca Esteves. Jean-Luca Esteves. Jean-Luca Estevez. Estevez. Yes, Jean-Luca Estevez. I don't know if you were familiar with his name or not, because he did play at Michigan State. Oh. Yeah, Jean-Luca is a Canadian from Winnipeg, Manitoba, as I, as I said, played at Michigan State, a 97 birthday, 25 years old. Signed to play in the East Coast Hockey League this year with the Wichita Thunder. Played last season with the Cincinnati Cyclones in the East Coast Hockey League as well. 57 games, 24 points, 9 goals, 15 assists. Wasn't really much of a player at Michigan State. You know, played a lot his freshman year. Didn't really play much sophomore year, junior, senior year. Um, played more games, but never put up more than 8 points in a season. Only had 14 career collegiate points. Um, just kind of, kind of just another hockey player, but... Good enough to be playing pro. Um, you know, it looks like a solid just East Coast Hockey League player, someone that maybe gets a little bit of experience overseas over the next few years. Um, so not really a name that, you know, you should really be expecting to see in the pros, seeing really an international play. But if you're if you're a Wichita Thunder fan, get ready. I wasn't really aware of him at, uh, at Michigan State, I'll be honest. Yeah, um, I mean, really, if, if you look at just like the 1920 like team, I mean, he was 12th in points. Okay. So it's not like he was a stud by any means. Yeah. And that was a season that got cut short, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, almost got me on the first name. But, uh, you know, big brain over here. Hugest brain. All right. Well, that's going to do it for the show. I want to thank you so much for coming out and giving it a listen. Chase, hit him with an outro. As always, I want to thank you guys for listening. If you want to check us out on Patreon, support us over there. We'd really appreciate it. If you want to follow us on Twitter, at Bolts Broadcast, it's at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter, at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. While you're at go follow WMP on Twitter, WMP Sports Pod. That's WMP Sports Pod. I don't know what I repeated that for because I think I repeated. Didn't I? I'm yeah. just trying to rattle this off really quickly. I don't listen to you. <laughs> I'm trying to rattle this off really quickly, and it, it just, it, I don't even know. What about our Website. Website. TheHockeyPodcastNetwork.com. Go to it. Why not, right? Make sure to rate us five stars. Leave your questions, comments, concerns. We really appreciate it. Whatever you do, do not forget to use code THPN when you sign up for DraftKings. Nice job. You got it. At least I didn't forget to plug in the freaking sound <laughs> board. <laughs> 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 <laughs>